This is episode 64 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. We're always looking for great new members, so if you're a book lover who may be interested in joining an online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com to learn more about the group. For March 2016, we're discussing The Lake House by Kate Morton. So hi, I'm Millennia in Florida. And I'm Roberta in Georgia. And we are two members of the Reading Cove Book Club here today to chat about The Lake House by Kate Morton, which is our book club's 184th pick. And it was chosen by um, our very own Roberta. Yes. Okay, I'll go first because this was not a favorite of mine. And I really have to start off by saying that I don't, I really just don't think Kate Morton's writing is my cup of tea. I thought this one was pretty much the same as the last one we read, which was also a Cove pick, The Secret Keeper. But I did like The Secret Keeper a little bit better. I skimmed a little bit, but not much. This one, the plot just was not very credible to me. I found it really elementary. This book was a fine example. If you look on like the um, Amazon or Goodread reviews, Mm -hmm. that people either loved it or they hated it. There wasn't much in between. I think that considering Kate Morton's popularity, it's sad to say, you know, she's a very commercial author. Yes. This story and her writing style in general, for me, is very elementary and basic. However, she cloaks it in these very rich and sweeping historical backdrops and the style of dual narratives. So between the, the style she uses and the historical backdrops and setting, which I think she does well, when you peel all that away and you just look at the plot, it's very elementary. It's very weak, at least in this book. The main thing that, that fell apart to me at the end when it was revealed what happened to Theo, whereas if you're listening to this, you should have read the book, so no spoilers, <laughs> but I'm just going to go right to the end because, you know, you're reading this mystery to figure out what happened to this little boy that just disappeared back in 1933. And when it's revealed that his mother, Eleanor, was actually behind it and had actually staged the whole thing, I, I was like, really? Are you kidding me? The The reason why you would send your child away and stage this kidnapping is so that nobody knows your husband has post-traumatic stress? That's the plot? Who would do that? That makes absolutely no sense. I could think of a million other reasons why she, someone, a mother would stage the kidnapping of her own son and that wouldn't even come close. The guy, um, the gardener, I forget his name now, but the gardener who was the little boy's actual father that she was having an affair with left at the exact same time, yet the police never investigated him. No one ever mentioned, oh yeah, you know that gardener. Really? You're supposed to be caught up in this, you know, historical setting (laughs) and get swept off your feet by that and this back and forth with what's her name, Sadie, in the present day narrative and her investigating this mystery from 70 years ago. I did think, too, that the the time span was like, why did it have to be 70 years? It was too far. Who was going to remember what happened 70 years ago, (laughs) you know, in such detail? Anyway, but so Sadie is investigating this and then the, the twist where she turns out to be Theo's granddaughter I I just felt like that was so contrived it's like really what did you think I know you you enjoyed it more I I enjoyed it more I said and I could I can see some of these little devices and all 
But I think what I liked about it the most, as you said, I like the historical settings. I like these, you know, old houses and all just sort of like Manderley and Rebecca mm-hmm. or some of these other Gothic stories, because those were sort of my favorites back in my younger days. So I, I like these these different homes that fell on disrepair or something tragic happened. So and I like uh, I like family sagas and this was sort of a family saga. Now, I agree the time span, I would have liked it even a little bit better if the time span hadn't been quite that long, because that is a long time. Most people in that span of time are long gone. Exactly. I mean, you'd want some of them to be gone because they, if it was too close together, the people who'd committed these uh, things would still be alive, and it, it would just ruin them in a, in a way so you had to have a certain amount of time span for it to be sort of a mystery and a oh you know so that's what happened type thing even nowadays it wouldn't be on such a grand scheme but even nowadays you, you know there's probably people or, or if you just scratch just a little bit most people have some deep dark secret they're hiding that they don't want anybody to know that they could have their own little suspenseful thing but sure don't want it out there in, in the public and I liked Alice a lot, you know, that she had had, had uh, all these things happen as a child, but then she went on to, you know, be a successful uh, novelist and uh, had always read a lot herself. Of course, I'm going to like someone who likes to read. Mm-hmm. So, but she, and she had survived through all these different things and was still going strong in her own way. Mm-hmm. And um, I also like Sadie because I think, I feel an affinity for some of these people that have some dangerous flaws and everything and that that they're kind of try to buck the system because they think they need to go forward and, and find these things out where the the people above them don't always agree with that for one reason or another. So she's sort of like one of these uh, female lone wolves, you know, and a lot of these crime stories or p- police procedurals, you always seem to have a character that sort of marches to a different drummer and and wants to pursue things ap- after other people don't want to. And, and and sometimes it works for the, the benefit of all because they'll unearth something that no one else took the time to find out about. So like I said, I, I can see your points on this, but at the same time, I just, it, it isn't the perfect book. It is a kind of a simple book, but like, as you said, there's a lot of writers these days. They're not in, to it to make big uh sophisticated crit- sophisticated crit- uh, critical literary type books because those may get praised to the skies by critics but at the end of the day you have a lot of writers it's it's more like they they want to be able to make a living out of writing and usually you can't do both you can't have critically acclaimed literary book and make a, a living at it because the more literary books are going to be more time-consuming. This is what I think. I don't think literary and commercial are binary. They don't cancel each other out. No. There are commercial fiction authors who do this dual narrative style and these types of books better. They're a little more sophisticated. And, oh, yes. You know, yes. The, so I, that's, that's all. I, I don't think it has to be a literary No. Right. She would have to become a literary writer. If they want to just connect with the average person i think even though you feel like sometimes some authors are almost like dumbing it down a little bit 
because they want to appeal to a wide sphere of people and they don't want to make it too hard to uh, read through. They want to make it more like as entertainment. So let me ask you this. Did it not occur to you at all that in in an investigation such as the the disappearance of this little boy, I don't remember how old he was. I Um, think three. Okay, yeah, so a toddler. Yes. This gardener who'd worked there for a year or more, or almost a year, leaves at the same time. And no one on this estate would mention that to the detectives, to the police? No one? Well, and I said, but, and and I can see your point of view. At the same time, I could see this is like a long time ago, and the criminal investigations aren't what they are today. I'm sorry, and even in 1933. Well, I know. I a know. child has gone missing, and there are so many people on this estate. I can see if Eleanor would have tried to, you know, shift attention from him, which would have made it more interesting if she had, you know, covertly tried to do that. Right. That would have added so much, it would have been so much richer if, you know, yeah, they were kind of getting on his trail and she sent them the long way round or she tried to divert them. Right. But he was never a part of the investigation, ever. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that to me right there, the whole plot unravels. It's a big old plot hole. And then the other thing was Sadie in the in the current day thing and her grandfather. And through the whole book, you don't know that the grandfather is actually Theo. Right. She just happens to be running. You know, she's there because, you know, from her job and she happens to be running around and she meant she happens to see this house. And then the way that her grandfather ended up in the house I, I I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too, I, you know, like a fifth grader who would come up with this plot and decide, oh, you know what? We'll make it that he grew up and he ended up living right next to the old house. And then his granddaughter was a detective and she decided to go and investigate. And then that led to finding out that her grandfather was the missing boy. Yay! I, I I agree with you partially that yeah there's there's there could have been better plot devices along the way, but I said I I think I just uh, you know bad plot devices. <laughs> I, I just like the family part, the saga part, and how everybody ended up being kind of looped into each other in one way or another. And, and I liked and I liked Alice. Right. Right. In the group, Sally really enjoyed this. Oh, yeah. She had read it previously, and she really liked it. You like it. And I'm not sure. We haven't heard from everyone yet, but um, the people we have heard from, we had, we've we had a couple did not finish DNFs. They couldn't get into it. Well, it's about, as I said, it was like on Goodreads and Amazon. You either really liked it or you didn't like it at all. There I, think, I think it's overwhelmingly well-reviewed, though. Because when when it was picked and I went and looked at all the reviews, it was I was like, okay, good. This one, is, you know, is well reviewed. You know, there's with all the thousands of people that are even on these different sites that a lot of people are going to really like it. That you know, they don't want to, um, they don't care that much about these contrivances. They just like something that'll kind of entertain Take them. Take them away. Yeah, and and has a, a, a you know a historical setting and all. So right, right. But and that's just the way it has to be. But yeah, it had good reviews. But at the same time, as you said, I didn't like this book as well as some of her earlier ones I'd read. Probably would have to wait and see. But whatever her next one in is, I think I probably have to look long and hard before I would 
read it, you know, unless it just really had an engaging character or something, because the, the, sometimes you don't want the same story again. And, and there are certain themes that run through all of her books so far. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I mean, because they had like the secret garden and some of these other, There, there's always some kind of deep, dark secret and something that's been hidden somewhere along the line and and then at the end you find out what has really happened so some people like that in the author they like them to have similar type books but i like a little variety even if it's a um, series book i like something added you know each time or something a little bit different each time that you could um, you know get to know the the character the protagonist a little bit better right well you know i like the setting of cornwall at 500 pages, I feel like it was kind of bloated, like there was a lot of plot bloat through the middle, and I felt that way about The Secret Keeper. It was a little plotting and monotonous and of not quick reading at all, <laughs> so you kind of have to be invested in the story, So, right. and if you're never invested in the story or the mystery, then it's it feels like work to get through to the end, but I did make it through. Yay. I did a little skimming, but I did make it through, and I was just really disappointed with the outcome of the book and the way it it got about get going there you know with the back and forth and everything Mm -hmm. so yeah I gave this one a c minus well like I said we we can't like everything we can't (laughs) I would like to say to our listeners even if you enjoy Kate Morton which there are clearly so many of you that do so many people out there who do um I would recommend Kimberly Freeman or Diane Chamberlain (laughs) or even Emily Richards for this type of uh, dual narrative uh, historical settings because in my opinion those authors do this in a much more sophisticated but commercial way. It's not literary fiction at all. It's still commercial but it's it's much more, there's more complexity and, and nuance to their writing. So I would recommend their books. Well, I go along with you with Diane Chamberlain because I didn't discover her till recently, mm-hmm. and I have thoroughly enjoyed the books I've read by her yeah. you know, so far. A book buddy of mine in, in the local area had recommended The Unnecessary Lies, and mm-hmm. I like that. And then I listened to Pretending to Dance, and it it was, like you said, that similar. They had things going back and forth, and you just slowly found out why certain things were going on and and it was it it was a a good family story i've thoroughly enjoyed and and as you said that's a a deeper richer read that you feel you can feel like you can empathize with the characters or know where they're coming from i agree and we had read um whiskey island by emily richards in the cove and that was also a dual narrative where it was going back and forth and and i enjoyed that one oh yes a bit more that was a, that was an excellent book too. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other thoughts you want to share on it? That, like I said, it, it's not the best thing I've read in a while, but it looks like it will make for interesting discussion in our group because people are bound to have some pretty strong opinions one way or the other. Right. <laughs> and that's always good. Yes. Keep things lively. <laughs> so that is our discussion of the Lake House by Kate Morton. 
thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And as always, please continue to leave us your comments and let us know what you thought of The Lake House. And if you're a fan of Kate Morton, we want to hear from you and what you love about her writing. And stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be discussing Memory Man by David Baldacci. See you next time. Bye. Bye.